Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. Clover gives you the power to run a smarter, faster restaurant. See everything in real time with the kitchen display system. Streamline takeout and delivery with online ordering. With the right tech, quick service is getting even quicker. Clover. Accept payments, run your business, and sell more. For a limited time only, visit Clover.com to get a $450 statement credit on qualified hardware purchases. That's www.clover.com. Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, friends. Are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. Lay, sir, yeah, yeah. Kane is in the building, nigga. Yeah. Already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the sun? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the always pressing PGA DFS podcast. Previewing the 2020 Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club and Championship, and we're on the ocean, Chicken Mai Tai's Championship. It's a fun one. It's a birdie fest, so it'll be interesting to see where Sunday ends up. But we'll try to get you in the right direction here. You can follow me on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS, and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? I'm doing well, dude. Just uh, ate me a couple steaks for uh, dinner. Uh, finished up the protein shake after the workout. Um, probably gonna go to the range here shortly just hit drivers nothing but straight drivers because they're just the driver's a little off I, just, the grip was not was not was not working very well today so i'm gonna go hit drivers for about four hours you gonna, you how are you are you tweaking with the five and a half degrees are you, are you gonna go are you gonna go to the, a new length another uh go to the 40 inch 3340 or, or what well, are you doing here 
you know, it's already maxed out. So, but okay. thinking about going down to two degree loft just to get an oh. extra five to six yards out of it. Did you ever think that you'd uh, have a putter that has more loft than your driver on it? <laughs> 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 oh, wild times, wild times. But all I got to say, all I got to say is a, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. And B, I love with Bryson, like there's guys I love, like people should know this, but I'm like when Brooks is cocky and wins, when certain guys win that people just despise, like Bryson and Pat Reed, I love every minute. And I didn't think Bryson could do it. I thought this course, like if you were going astray like he was, it would have been ugly, but he just proved that he knew how to hit his wedges, you know how to do what he was doing. Um, Maybe it wasn't as tough as it could have been. There's a lot of different arguments to be made. But regardless, everyone else finished below or over par, and he did not. He just torched the course. He played great in every facet of the game. And part of me was just loving every minute of it, watching people just cry, 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 because he's ruining golf. What about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I was not a believer. Um, if you listen to the podcast last week, I was not going to play Bryson. Uh, and and I, I didn't. Um, and it showed in my uh, my returns, uh, even though he wasn't highly owned, but still either way. Um yeah, I mean, the dude went in with a a plan to attack that golf course. Uh, obviously, on on s- Thursday, it played easier than what everybody mm-hmm. expected, um, and there was a big uproar on Twitter, obviously, because we, we we were fully expecting to see people, you know, just ready to quit golf, walking off the golf course on Thursday, and uh, didn't happen. Quite a few low scores on there, uh, but the, the the real golf course showed up on. I mean, we're out the gate on Friday. It was uh, mm-hmm. very difficult. Um, I mean, I think it's a great golf course. Six hundred on that golf course, I think, is for, the, for this past week is like insane. It's just mm-hmm. fucking insane what he did. I mean, th- three rounds under par on that golf course. Uh, the other, he, he didn't shoot over par all week. It was. I mean, it's, then, it's, oh, yeah. it's insane to me that uh, you don't at least have one over par round. I think. Everybody else did, um, and and Bryson, I mean, dude, this is dominance, man. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, he um, he, he dominated the golf course. You look at the strokes game, like from every facet of the game, he blew the field away. Like he was, it was just a, a clinic on how to play every phase of golf. Did you see? I, I was reading something today uh, from I can't remember somebody on Twitter about they were thinking that maybe you know his longer wedges since all of, all of his clubs are all one length now, which is going to be a thing apparently mm-hmm. it's just wait and watch next year. People, your buddy's going to be coming out with one length <laughs> Cobra golf clubs. Oh, I already have a buddy that's got him. Don't you worry. Well, uh, I, I might and see if you, I, I don't see him. You can't hit him at all. So don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> so, so the fact that his, um, his wedges are a little bit longer, he gets a little bit more, uh, speed through the, the ball, uh, and in the rough, that helps. Um, you know, the, the greens were really soft on Thursday, but they did firm up over the weekend and the wind was blowing, but it died down. I think he got, I think he got the good weather draw, Yeah. Uh, but either way, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like he, he just, you know, went out and just busted that course's ass. And, uh, I mean, one by six shots. I mean, what else do you say? Like you got to give it up to the guy. The guy has figured out how to play his game. Yeah, and I, I heard some of the same stuff with the wedges that um, – and I can't remember if it was – I think it was Bones. Bones was talking about it last night on a, on a post-game, post-round deal, and he was saying that one thing he would do that Bryson – he would teach if – if he had a kid learning to play golf right now, what do you do to teach them? 
and it's what Bryson's doing. It's what made him so well is don't worry about the precision of your swing. You can fix that. Don't worry about any of that kind of stuff. Speed of your swing. He's like, you can't teach it later in life because you get older and your body's like service. You got to start young to learn that speed of your golf swing. He says it helps you so much because he says, listen to when Bryson talks to his caddy and they're at a certain distance. And he says, okay, 75%. They start talking numbers. He's not adjusting his, sw- his swing speed. He's adjusting his club now. There's a difference in trying to change things. The swing speed helps you get through the rough, like you said. He's mentioning so many faster- factors of the, the game that you don't think about because usually you see, like, you know, you and I go out on a Sunday skins match, guys from anywhere from a scratch to like a 20 handicap out there, and you see him trying to swing for the fences, and that ball goes 40 yards to the left. Or like, it's just, just slice heaven or pull heaven or something. Yeah. But if you hit it right, he said you can learn the mechanics later. Learn swing speed. That's the biggest thing you can do. So it's a. Uh, it's very interesting because you mentioned that, and I've heard it a few places that that's what's got him so far ahead of everybody, and now he's trying to hit it longer. And, you know, everybody on Twitter, you've seen it. Um, you know, the golf community has been picking Bryson to win Augusta. They didn't have him pick – like, some people took him this week because the odds were good, but going, like, three weeks ago, no one had him winning the U.S. Open, at least not that I heard anywhere. No. It's always been Augusta, Augusta, Augusta. My goodness. Well, it's going to be crazy. So I saw uh, – I think it was No Laying Up. They put out a, a tweet of, like, his projected – tee shots on Augusta to where he would be, you know, his, his distance in. And like on 13, which is a par five, he'd be laying 115 in. <laughs> and if he uh, plays a plays a hooker around that, around the corner there, um, hits it 360. So, yeah, I I don't know, man. I mean, you know, well, that, that's a, a few months away. I doubt very seriously that I will be on him at that point then too, but we'll see. I mean, Augusta's a different animal with the greens, the speeds, the, their ability to, you know, control the golf course a little bit better. I mean, not say that that the golf course got out of Wingfoot's hands or it was, un, you know, but okay, they, <laughs> <laughs> they planned on a June, you know, the whole yeah. time they were playing on a June U.S. Open, they get thrown True. a curveball. I think they did a great job. Heck um, yeah. Golf course oh, yeah. looked, I mean – just absolutely insane as far as the difficulty of it, but just, just, it just looked good on TV. Um, and you know, if I ever, that would be a bucket list, uh, place to go play. I do believe now, um, if that's it, but that'll never happen. They only have like 300 members and I don't know any of them. So unless there's a listener potentially give me a call, I will, I will make my way up to New York. (laughs) You'll make the trip. Um, yeah, no, it was awesome. They did a great job. The, The tournament was from what I saw. It was awesome. Uh, the U.S. Open app still sucks because you have to reload it like twelve times. Um, soon we'll get the ma- soon we'll get the Masters app, and one day someone will all utilize the same app and, and realize how great that is. But uh, yeah, Bryson's really awesome. We said it earlier in the year when he's hitting as far as he has and as accurate as he has. There's not many golf courses that can stop him. He kind of proved it this week, so that's why I'm curious to see if Augusta if he's hitting like he said and, and wedging it in because you said that 115 on the par five. I can't remember what hole it was now, but someone made like a funny joke. It was. Okay, super. Um, we bought the the golf course for X amount of millions of dollars. We spent forty thousand dollars for a new tee to make this par four like five hundred something yards or whatever, or, or no, par five six hundred something yards to make it impossible to get there in two, maybe three. Bryson goes driver wedge and he puts for eagle. <laughs> it was like it was just crazy how he tore it apart, but it was fun. Uh, any other takeaways? Like Matty Wolf showing up again in a in a major, which is great. Uh, DJ and Rory top 10, even though it didn't feel like Tony Fino, another major top 10, just kind of yeah. put, putting along. It was one of those tournaments where you just had to play good enough and just kind of let people fall to you. You didn't have to go up type thing. That's kind of what ended up happening. But any other takeaways? Well, Will's not a tourist. So we talk about it everywhere. But yep. yeah. Uh, 
just from a DFS perspective, like I'm adjusting how I go about looking at U.S. Opens from now on. Like it's easy to to get in this mindset of um, it's got to be accuracy, 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 and that is just not the case. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the past few U.S. Open winners, I mean, Bryson obviously. Brooks, it would have been fun to see Brooks play that golf course. A healthy and, Brooks, like, a healthy like Brooks, Brian Brooks, yeah, yeah. Um, play that golf course last year. I mean, last week, I, I, you know, I think him and Bryson would have had a pretty good duel there. Uh, but like, I'm, I'm just a, like, you know, obviously, if you look at a lot of these guys, they're not prolific putters necessarily. Even though Bryson can get really hot with the putter, but he's, you know, he's he can be sketch as well. Um, you know, DJ played well, and so I, I'm I'm going to change up how I. Just from here on out, I'm just looking at U.S. Opens different. I don't want the guys who hit it super far and have the, like you said, the the swing speed, the club head speed to to get it through the rough, and they'll be okay in, in, on most of these places. And then it was also funny, like the last thing I'll mention, and then you can go if you want more, but I, I kept thinking back when I kept looking at the leaderboard, looking at the leaderboard, especially on Sunday when it kind of got close to finishing, so many of those names, and this is just uh, uh, not even a plug, but a lot of those things you talk about, the fan share, Tough fields, long fields, U.S. Open fields, the Matsuyamas, the Xanders, the Usti. So many guys that aren't sexy by any means. They were all just kind of hanging around that top 10. Like Matsuyama fell on Sunday to like 20, but he was in the top five for the longest time. There was such a group of them, and they were so affordable. I'm sitting there going, I could have easily made a lineup with like five or six of these guys, like so easily. It was yeah. all sitting right. It was all sitting right there. But, you know, like the thought process, this, that, and the other, so be it. But – it's one of those things, these tough courses, some of these guys just show up and grind. We talked about like Fitzpatrick, he three three jacked, and I just tilts my face off because he 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 makes his hay. He's kind of hanging around on the weekends and kind of floats towards the top. It's what he does. We didn't get to see it, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, so that's all I got to say. Any final thoughts on uh, the U.S. Open that uh, I, I really, really enjoyed? And having this fall golf has been pretty awesome. Yeah, it has been. No, it's, it's, it's definitely – I mean, I think we talked about it before. We're going to have an overload of sports and – we're right in the middle of that. I know you got baseball, you got the postseason coming down, and then obviously football, golf is going to continue on. And I'm just so excited for this week's event. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you are. One last thing I mentioned, I forgot. I, I want to give a shout out to Big Kevin. Kevin Reardon finished second in the the, the three dollar twenty max for five k. He just missed it. If uh, if Usti or no, if English is one shot better than Usti, they tied. If he's one shot better than Usti. He takes down the 10K. Like it was a sweat of all. It was fun sweating with him in the the Slack chat. Hell of a weekend for Kev. He uh, he had his his core cascade. He fit, like almost every lineup he had all 20 cashed, and he uh, he had Bryson, he had Usti, he had a lot of the big dogs. So good on Kev. Nice payday come uh, this past Sunday. But uh, with that being said, there's no fan share this week because I was telling Jesse before the show like nothing's updated. Uh, DraftKings doesn't have anything past Tour Championship. My normal sheet's not updated. Everyone's sleeping right now because it's the Corrales, but we're here for you. We're ready to roll. So we're going to do the best we can with the tools we have because everything's pretty much gone. But um, what do you have for past event history, Jesse? Yeah, so uh, this this has been a web a web.com event uh, just since 2018. It's been a uh, PGA Tour event. Last year, Graham McDowell won 1,800 par, one shot over Mackenzie Hughes and Chris Stroud. 2018 champion was Bryce Garnett, 18 under, four shots over Keith Mitchell. And then 2017, Nate Lashley won, but again, web.com event, now Corn Ferry. Um, and then Dominic Bazelli, Corn Ferry event, 2016 won, 2400 par. I mean, there's going to be a lot of birdies here. So that's it. Just this will be the third iteration of this event. 
on the yep, PGA Bir- Tour. Birdie Fest, a lot of those names that won are in this field. Even Bazelli is in this field. Um, it's at the Punta Cana Resort and Club, the Corrales course. They have multiple courses. Maybe we, maybe when Corona's over, Jesse, we just say screw it, make a vacation, and go cover this event and play golf at the resort. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea yeah, to me. Right, yeah, throwing it out there. Um, but it's a par 72, 7,666 yards, which sounds like a beast of a golf course. But it's a resort course, folks, so don't get too excited. Very, very wide fairways, like some of the easiest fairways to hit in all of golf. Uh, the front nine is much easier than the back nine. Two par fives on the front are very gettable in two. The ones on the back, both over 600 yards, should still be gettable in two, if not an easy, usually easy wedge shot in for a birdie attempt. Uh, the greens are past Palm greens, like you see at the Mayacoba and at Puerto Rico. So a trend there as well. Um, the greens have an interesting green complex, so a lot of roll-offs. So you have to have a good uh, kind of scrambling game, actually, surprisingly, if you're not hitting the greens. But if you're sitting on the fairway, you should be set up for a lot of birdies, as you mentioned, birdie fest, 18-under for both iterations at this course. It is a coastal course, so the wind can pick up at any time. That's kind of the biggest, like, I guess, uh, enemy of the golf course. Like, the course is rather easy. But uh, you need to, the wind can make things kind of challenging. That's why Graham McDowell does well at stuff like this. Uh, there is some water on the course here and there, but really you shouldn't be finding yourself in the drink too often. If you're in the drink, you're probably not playing the weekend anyways. So I wouldn't worry about that. Um, other than that, there's really nothing crazy. Like resort courses, we see birdie fest. Like it's, I compared it to the Safeway, except a weaker feel. Like if you're just finding fairways, you're going to have birdie chance after birdie chance. Get a hot putter, make it happen. That's why we've seen guys in the past do well here um it's it's gonna be fun thing and, and the way i want to kind of compare it to and i'll say it too many times on the show it's going to be kind of like a corn fairy event where like that our birdie fest so you're going to see a lot of guys this week um a lot of guys in the 6k range will top 20 like there's gonna be if you want to leave money on the table and you like your lineup do it because there's a lot of dudes that are going to compete this week that you don't have to go pay you know all the money for Corey connors if you want to so with all that being said jesse what stats are you looking at this week uh, distance, greens and regulation, birdie or better. I mean, all of your normal uh, uh, resort course stats, <laughs> birdie fest stats. Uh, so, yeah. Yep. A lot, lot of same stuff I do. Par five scoring, the usuals. Just give me lots and lots of points. So, DraftKings scoring should be much higher this week. Uh, that'll be fun. And just hope you guys don't have too many blowups, and you'll definitely find the weekend. And get it in here. Like I said, Fanshare Sports, if you want to go check them out, hopefully they have stuff for the week. Haven't heard anything yet, but uh, you can get 20% off using promo code Always Press. But there's nothing there for me to tell you about right now. But I was really curious to see how people play on the coastal courses in this, at this tournament um, and compare them to the Mayakoba and the Puerto Rico, stuff along those lines. Um, I'm kind of using the Barracuda as another one, kind of same strength of field in theory, birdie fest type situations, and go on that route. But we can't do that. So let's get into the DraftKings scoring, the stuff we love. We got five, four guys over 10K. Will Zalatoris, the Corn Ferry member that finished in sixth place last week at the U.S. Open, does not have PGA Tour exemption until at least uh, 2021 or 20, into 21 or 22, um, unless he finishes pretty well in the next few events, which he probably will. So he'll get like the, the Morikawa exemption coming up here. He's 10-9. Can't wait to see his ownership. Uh, Connors is 10-6. Mackenzie Hughes, who finished second here last year, is 10-3. And Sam Burns, who's played well here as well, is at 10-1. Are you paying up to the 10K range this week, Jesse? I don't know, man. I, I don't really want to, but you know, it, obviously with with Will Zalatoris coming off that great finish, uh, played really well last week. Um, you would expect his ownership to be high, but being the highest priced, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that will be the case or not. Um, I kind of feel like 
Hughes and, and Sam Burns will get more ownership because um, it's it's entirely possible that going into the week, everybody says, well, Zalatoris is going to be chalky. I'm going to avoid him. Some uh, some people say he's too high priced, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I just don't – I don't know how to really put my, my finger on the pulse here. So that's why we have fans here sports. I'm sure they'll have tags. Yes. Uh, now, ownership with Zalatoris, nice. you got to – you know, I mean, like he's – Played a lot of, I think, Corn Ferry t- Tour events. So. Yeah, he's he's been like top five in or winning events like the entire season. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Mackenzie Hughes. Obviously, second place here last year. Uh, did miss the cut last week. Um, not holding that against him. He had two straight top tens before that. So, I think he's fine. Sam Burns, he, he played well here last year, finished 12th. And then has come off the seventh place finish at the Safeway Open. Did not play the U.S. Open, uh, but, but did finish seventh at the Safeway, which – is in Bubba's neck of the woods there. So, I mean, I, I like those three guys. I don't really want to pay that much for Corey Connors. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. But it, paying up this week, it just feels fucking weird. It does. These are guys that we see in the low sevens, the 6K range more often yeah. than not. But um, I could see the appeal. I could see getting two of these guys and then going down below. Because like I said earlier, there's going to be a lot of guys in the 6K range or low sevens at top 20 this week. There really are. But um, Birdie Fest – I, I don't mind Zalatoris, especially because I do agree. I think the more people talk about it, he may come in really low-owned. That's intriguing to me. But uh, Mac Hughes is the first one that stood out to me at 10-3, actually running a really hot putter right now. Nice at the Safeway. You mentioned how he played here last year. Coming in in pretty good form overall. And then Sam Burns is always a guy I like, usually not a 10-1, but a guy I like. So I could see the appeal to going here. I'm not sure I'm quite there yet. I kind of like going down below to some other guys and getting weird that way. But if I'm coming up here – it's probably McKenzie Hughes would be my guy at 10-3. Unless Zalatoris comes in super low-owned, I will be ju- jumping all over that this week. At the same time, it kind of makes you wonder, a week after playing the U.S. Open and all that like mental grind, right? Like these other guys were all – like majority of this field, like Stenson played last week, missed the cut. Majority of this field didn't play last week. They basically went from the Safeway and then went to a resort course. So yeah. <laughs> they've been kind of just chilling while Zalatoris grinded his ass off for a sixth-place finish. So take that as you wish to. Yep. All right, 9K range. you got Adam Long at 99, Grillo at 98, uh, CH3 at 97, McCarthy 96, Stenson 95, Dietrich 94, Straka 93, Ventura 92, Perez 91, Grace 9,000. I guess the bright side, Jesse, is we finally have a full 9K range. Yeah, yeah there's plenty. There's plenty here. Um, start up top with, with Grillo. Uh, I, you know, I, he's won on the PJ Tour in the past, so... <laughs> um, you know, he's got that going for him. Uh, if you look at proximity stats over the last 12 rounds, he's second to Zalatoris. Uh, it, he's made four straight cuts on tour. So I think he's fine. Denny McCarthy, 9,600. He's made, he's made two straight cuts at this golf course on the PGA tour. 26 last year, fourth back in 2018. Um, is coming off a miscut at the Safeway open. Not really a huge deal. I mean, he shot three hundred par. I think the cut was like what four or five. Yeah, so, it, it blew up at the end of that set Friday. I remember that very clearly. We were all yeah, tilting that one before that. He was playing pretty well. Um, I like Denny, and then Ventura just kind of as a, as a GPP play at ninety two hundred. Uh, seventh place finish at the Safeway, thirty seventh Wyndham. Um, so two straight made cuts for him, and uh, ninety two hundred not not a bad price. Uh, you know, so it's really McCarthy and and Ventura and Grio here. Um, are you going to Charles Howell the third? No, I'm not going to. I might regret it, but I like other guys in this range. I just don't know. It's kind of the old like Kucher effect. Does he have enough birdies in him? 
to contend at this event at that price point. Like if he was 87 or low eights, I'd think about it. But obviously in this field, he's not going to be that cheap. He made the and cut last week too. He did. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's nothing to think about. Um, I never even saw his name on the leaderboard or anywhere on the board. So that's interesting. But uh, yeah, I think I'll pass on CH3. I'd rather go to Grillo. Uh, McCarthy at 96 is going to be super popular. I've heard his name a lot. And I like him a lot because he rolls the rock great. Like when you're talking birdie fest, you want a hot putter. More often than not, Dan McCarthy's got a very hot putter. Um, I'm pretty sure I played him at Safeway. And he was a guy that made some of the dumbest bogeys on the planet. And that's why he missed a cut because he was rolling birdies in everywhere. Like he was he was getting it done. He was just one of those tilt, tilt fests because his, his approach game can be very wonky at times. And the wider fairway should help because Safeway's fairways are pretty wide, but they're also tree-lined. Here, you're pretty much in the open for the most part, just as long as the wind's not too crazy. So McCarthy at 96 is interesting. I'm with you 100% on Ventura at 92. I kind of hope his ownership's low. Birdie Machine, I'm pretty sure he was an OK State guy as well with Hovland and all them and Wolf. He's kind of like the forgotten guy there. He's been tearing up the Corn Ferry Tour. You mentioned his success at the Safeway. He's played in other birdie fests, why the big boys take the weekends off. He's played very, very well. So Ventura at 92, I'm a big fan of that price point. The other guys I was curious on, but I'm probably not going there unless something changes. D-Tree's been playing great on the Euro Tour. I just don't know how the transition from Euro going to Punta Cana is going to really work for him very much. But he's been playing great. So D-Tree's kind of a weird one that i got to look into some more. And then what's your thoughts on Stenson? Miscut, playing inconsistent. But obviously, if he's locked in, he's the class of the field. Yeah, I mean, he'll be high on, though. At that price um... – He's not going to go unnoticed. True. You'll think he's being you're being sneaky because he won't get a whole lot of tags on FanShare. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen this. I've seen this. I've seen this a thousand. <laughs> You've seen this wreck before. Yeah. I mean, and and he might and he might play well. I mean, I just I, I don't know. I, 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 his game's in a weird spot. Miscut, miscut thirty first or thirty fifth since the restart. And I mean, he made some cuts before you know COVID, but like I don't know, man. It's just weird. I mean, he's only yeah. played. The last he did, he, you know, he didn't make the FedEx Cup, obviously, um, but he played the U.S. Open, played the PGA Championships, where, where he missed both cuts, which are obviously completely different places. But you know, I don't know. You, you, you know, you just know that if you play Stenson, you're not being sneaky. Yeah, no, I'm not going to play Stenson. I was no, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah, you're no, saying I, that. I'm just I was just I just want to have a little discussion because I know sure. a lot of people are going to want to play him. I'm with <laughs> and, um, so I'm with you. The McCarthy and Ventura are my main two as well. And then the idea of Grillo is interesting. Dietrich, I still want to look at some more. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but he's been a cut-making machine in Europe. He can make birdies. I'm very curious about him, but uh, we'll have to kind of wait and see how that all pans out on FanShare and whatnot. Uh, the one thing on Stenson I think is hilarious. I don't know if you saw it or not, but on Friday I was watching the, the coverage ended. I think maybe it was even Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday morning because I was up early doing baseball stuff like usual. And um, there is like live at the U.S. Open pre, pre-round basically. And Stenson's out there on the driving range. After a miscut on the driving range at Wingfoot, getting trying to figure things out before he flew out to Punta Cana, I was laughing my ass off. I'm I was like, nice facilities. I, I it's probably much better than Punta Cana. No offense to the crowds, people, but right. I'm guessing the Wingfoot establishment. And he probably had the house for the weekend or whatever the Airbnb. Right. So probably a much better situation for him. But I just laughed. I'm like, that's like a Sun JM move right there. <laughs> so yeah. But uh, let's go to the 8K range here. You got Hoffman at 89. Speaking of this, where's Sun at for this? <laughs> this yeah. is a beautiful Sunday event. He's probably um, closing on his first house after uh, winning, all, winning all kinds of money. I don't, did he make the cut last week? I don't know if he made the cut last week, but I know he made a pretty good penny at the uh, the tour championship. Yeah, I mean, he but, made plenty of money there. Yeah, 
But uh, Hoffman at 89, Schwab, Matthias Schwab's going to be, I think he's going to be shocking at 88. Uh, Luke West at 87, Norlander at 86, Shank at 85, Zhang Zhang at 84, Stewart 83, Kim 82, Stanley 81, P. Raj at 8,000. I, I don't know. This field gets me all giddy because there's so many ways you can go, but what do you like in this 8K range? Um, let's, I mean, start with, with Schwab at 8,800. Uh, you know, from like, he doesn't really, he's not high up on my labs model here, but and he's coming off a miscut at the U.S. Open. Totally fine. Not, not really worried about that. He played the U.K. Championship on the European Tour, finished 46th, 42nd to Wyndham, miscut, PJ Championship, 32nd, 3M. Um, so, I mean, he's like, he's made some cuts in non-majors. So, I, I think he's fine there. Uh, Adam Schink, 8,500. He's made three straight cuts at this event, including the Corn Ferry event back in 2017. Um, has not missed a cut uh, since the Travelers way back in at the end of June. So, guys just make, been making a bunch of cuts in a row. Didn't play the U.S. Open, um, but, you know, basically every other, every other ma- event except for majors, he's made the cut in since then, so that he's played. Uh, and then 8,200, there's this dude named... God, dude. Yo, Yohung? Yohung? <laughs> I, I think his name is like, he wants Kim. to be called Tom. Yeah, he wants to be called Tom Kim. But right? they don't so if that. you're not on Twitter, you're not familiar with, you know, uh, people kind of jumping on the span wagon... Um, he, you know, a lot of people jumped on him at Safeway, and he made the cut. Uh, finished sixty seventh after a good start, but apparently he's like, like the next Sung Jay out of South Korea. Uh, so, for what that's for that's for what's that what that is worth? Uh, eighty two hundred for him, and then Kyle Stanley, man, eighty one hundred. Like I don't know, I just feel like that's a misprice on him. I don't think we're going to be sneaky there. Is it a Patrick Rogers week? Because you are the Patrick Rogers whisperer. I'm not. I kind of want to just because I think he's too cheap for this field. But, uh, you know, he, he was at the Open, grinded that out. He, he's kind of been shaky overall. But you look at, like, uh, these smaller events like Barracuda. He went T19. He th- shot 10 under at the 3M Open, kind of a birdie. Fest. I'm looking for guys that can shoot double-digit under par at, at kind of weaker fields. So I just kind of went through their past uh, stuff, and, and he does well at stuff like that. So I think there's upside here. Um, I don't have any of his other information, of course, because my deal sucks today. But – in a GPP, yes, he's never a cash play at all. But um, there is upside there. I'm not going to go to him most likely because I like the guy below him and I like Stanley at 81 quite a bit. So, um, and I agree, Stanley's going to probably be popular because I think he is mispriced. And the thing I like about Stanley is the iron play is great. And he, if he can find the fairway pretty good, the Barracuda, he finished 12th, three him open, he finished 32nd with shot 10 under. The one you want to really compare it to because the Greens and the Puerto Rico open finished T3 at 15 under. So when it comes down to these kind of fields, even the Travelers, he shot 11 under, he can make birdies. And that's what I want to see. Birdie, birdie, birdies, make your birdies. And that's what uh, Kyle Stanley can do at 8100 bucks. So I think it's a great price tag on Kyle Stanley. Um, Going to be pretty chalky, like you said. But maybe not, because you mentioned Kim at 82, and there's a certain very popular guy that's got his own media network now. And this is no disrespect for him. I just want people to think about it, because we all respect him very much. But um, he was all over Kim at the Safeway, and I'm pretty sure he'll be all over Kim this week at that price point. Cause like you said, he's like the next sun JM. He's basically dominating the Asian tour. He's a very, very good golfer. So he might take ownership away from Stanley, which would be outstanding. Um, Brian Stewart's another guy I like 8,300 bucks shot very well at the Safeway. I think he finished third at the Safeway. Another guy that can play smaller events like this very, very well, can make birdies and bunches. So I got no problem going to Stewart at 83. Um, Zhang at 84 is very intriguing as well. Uh, right below Shank, so that gets uh, some ownership off of Shank because Shank should be kind of popular. 
But uh, what's your thoughts on Norlander? A guy we rode for so long, smaller, like a lesser talented field. He seems like a guy that we can probably go back to this week, or are you just kind of staying away from him? No, I don't, I don't mind going back to Norlander. Actually, I did a, just a, like a quick look lineup when salaries came out earlier today, and, and I, I did click on his name. Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, coming off two straight missed cuts, but I think he'll be fine. I mean, so hard to judge ownership here because if, you know, if he's not highly owned, I'd love to play him. You know, I think he's got high upside. And I agree. Matthias Schwab at 88 or Matthias Schwab or whatever his first name is, I apologize, is going to be very popular. And for very good reasons, like you said, he's very, very talented and should play very well at this course. And he's underpriced at this course. So he's a good play. But uh, I think Norlander is an interesting GPP play. Stewart and Stanley, I'm a big fan of in this range. And then Shang, uh, Zhang Zhang can be intriguing at 84 as well. But uh, lots of ways to go in 8K. And that's what I like about this field this week. 7,500 and above, you got Bryce Garnett, who has won here before. You got Matt Jones, Bo Hogue, McDowell, last year's winner, Johnny Vegas, James Holland, who played great at the Safeway, Ron Oppenheim, who played great at the Safeway, Keith Mitchell, Will Gordon, Chris Baker, Seamus Power, and K.H. Lee. So more intriguing names. What do you like in this range? I mean, 7,600, Rob Oppenheim. Um, two straight made, made cuts here. He didn't play last year, but in 2018, he finished 35th. Year before that, he finished 53rd. Two straight made cuts on tour, 36th, 15th, Safeway and Wyndham. So I think he's fine. Will Gordon, man, at 7,600. Pretty excited to play him at that price. I don't think that we're going to be alone here on that. But, um, you know, 61st at the Safeway, 27th at the Wyndham. Missed cuts before that. Hasn't played here, but he's a pretty good player at $7,600. I like him quite a bit. Um, And then... You know, Keith Mitchell, man, finished second here back in 2018, coming off a made cut. I mean, he's been Keith Mitchelling, uh, made cut, missed cut, made cut, missed cut, made cut, missed cut, missed cut, missed cut, missed cut, you know. I mean, you know, so, but, you know, at 7,600, you know, I feel like that's a low price on him. Now, James Holland, I don't really want to say his name, but like he's not, somehow he's number one on my, Oh no. Labs model here. So I'm, I'm thinking about blowing it up. Um, <laughs> I mean, ninth miscut, 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 13th miscut, 25th miscut, miscut, miscut. I mean, that's like GPP if I've yeah. ever heard it, you know? So, I mean, what if you want to go there, Safeway I don't know. What did he finish at Safeway? I know he played at pretty the well. Safeway, he finished ninth. Yeah. Okay. And that was with a 72 on Sunday. Yeah. Because I think I he was, was leading going into it, wasn't he? He was near the top. It was his first event back. He's on a medical right now. So he took a lot of time off. It could explain all those miscuts there. Got his stuff together. He's getting healthy. Who knows? Do you want to take that risk? I don't. Right. <laughs> but especially when the other guys around him, I like a lot more. So sorry, you. continue. No, that I'm done. Okay. Like uh, Bryce Carnett's intriguing past winner. You got to kind of respect that. Does play good in birdie fest. But the main guys I'm looking at here, you mentioned them as well. Rob Oppenheim is one of my favorite plays this week, if not my favorite play. Like, he might make or break my entire week at 7600 bucks. Just the way he played the Safeway, the way he's played here in the past, the way he's played at Birdie Fest this year, he's he's striking it really well. He can birdie in bunches. I'm a big fan of what he's got going right now. Like I'll be watching events like this or, or the Safeway or the you know Travelers or these kind of smaller fields, and all of a sudden his name is always popping up. And it's like, wh- where did you come from again? And eventually he's got to get to the point where you're like, okay, like even at the Wyndham, T15. Like yeah. he played fourteen under at the Wyndham. That was not an easy week, folks. Like he got it done time and time again. Um, I, I respect the Puerto, uh, the Puerto Rico T nine at minus thirteen. 
This guy can play some sneaky golf. He's seventy six hundred bucks. I love the upside here. So Rob Oppenheim, and then a hundred percent on Will Gordon with you as well. Like these two guys are pretty much going to be in all of my lineups. Like all three of them. Like I, I'm a big, big fan of both of them. Will Gordon's biggest problem is finding fairways. Well, biggest, most easy to hit fairways pretty much on tour. So this is huge because if you can get him off the tee, his iron play is great. His around the green game is really good. He can score a ton. So I like Will Gordon a lot with you as well. So Oppenheim, Gordon. Two guys I'm a big fan of. Seamus Power at 75 is another guy I could look at. Uh, these weaker fields, he kind of shows up. The Wyndham, he still shot 10 under for T27. Uh, shot T9 uh, at Barracuda. Rocket Mortgage, T12. Puerto Rico, T35. He's making cuts. Uh, Bermuda, he shot T31. So he shows up at these lesser events and uh, gets the job done. So Seamus Power at 75 is another guy I don't mind taking a peek at. 7,400 to 7,000, who stands out to you? Chris Kirk, seventy four hundred. Um, I mean, he's a he's a better player than that. Two straight make cuts on tour: fifty first, forty first, uh, in the last two events, which were Wyndham and three M. Did miss the cut at the Workday, but uh, made the cut at the Rocket Mortgage. Made the cut at the Charles Schwab. Um, Matthew Neesmith, seventy four hundred as well. He's coming off two straight miss cuts, uh, but you know, seventy four hundred. I'm going to take a chance on him. Doug Gim. 7,300, 14th place, last time out at the Safeway Open, has never played here. And then uh, uh, Joseph Bramlett, I mean, he's missed about 4,700 cuts in a row, which is actually five. Um, but, you know, in this field, again, at $7,000, I'm willing to take a shot on on someone like, you know, him. Uh, another guy like Roger Sloan, he's very GPP. I mean, very, like, you may see him, he may go full key again lead the, after the first day and then, very missed the possible. cut. Uh, I mean, he's miscut 31st, miscut 27th, miscut 66th. You know, so, I mean, it's it's just very GPP on somebody like Roger Sloan. But, I mean, it's it's possible with him. So, that's it. Yeah, the Neesmith call I'm very intrigued by. We were all over him for a while there. And he kind of faded away a little bit, which happens with most 6K golfers. Yeah. But um, you could see him getting back to birdie fest. Uh, I could see that at 74. I don't hate it. Um, before I get into more of my guys, I just have to ask. What's your thoughts on Chappie at 73? Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at him, um, you know, at, at 7,300. I, I don't think that he's going to be a guy that you're going to get be able to get sneaky on. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think he'll be over-owned. Um, you know, it, it'll be surprising. He may not even have the tags on Fanshare, but when you go to play him, he, you know, he may be 15% on. Well, he's, he's a name people know. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's made three straight cuts, too. Uh, not really great finishes, but you know, made, made three straight cuts. So he, he's got the talent. I mean, you know, he's, he's way better than a $7,300 player when he's playing well, but you know, I think he's, he's coming off injury, right? still, or I'm not really sure what the hell's going on with him. Yeah. But. He's, he's, he's battling back. He's, he's only got like two or three, maybe four medical exemptions left. He's uh he's battling. He started it earlier in the year. Then uh, COVID slowed that down, obviously. So yeah. he's, uh he's still battling. He played okay. safely, but we've seen him do it before. Where he has like a couple rounds really. And he's kind of, he got sick. He hasn't been able to put four rounds together yet. So yeah, that's the only frustrating thing. And again, I know, like I said, I would say it many times. At Birdie Fest, you need guys to put four rounds together, or at least three pretty good rounds. So that that's the challenge with him. So I'm not on him at all. But I just want to get a thought out there because I think what you've mentioned with some of these popular names right now, this used to be the swing season. So people that pay attention to golf, like us and the listeners of the show, there's a lot of NFL people playing with their NFL money. And they just go to names they know. 
So not as much anymore because there's a lot of good content out there. I'll give them that. But there is still the factor of some guys go, you know what? There's the PGA tees off on Thursday. Let's put a lineup in. And that's how the ownership goes up. So if you know some of these other guys that we're mentioning, it helps out a ton. So something to think about there. Uh, One guy I do like is Doug Gim at 7,300 bucks, uh, bringing in a decent form, especially when it comes to like, you know, three M, he shot 13 under, which is something I really like. Um, Puerto Rico, he shot 11 under. The tournaments I'm trying to focus on, He's doing a big boy thing. So Gamut 73, I could definitely look that direction. And then the only other guy I had here in this range, like Sam Ryder almost had my attention, but can't quite pull the trigger. Ryan Armour's playing just horrible right now. I'd love to play him at 7,100 bucks. I'd love to play him at 7,100. But um, Kurt Kitayama at 71 is very intriguing to me. Playing really good on the Euro Tour. We've seen him play well on the PGA, like T51 at the PGA Championship, which I think is pretty respectable for a guy in his – uh, class going up against the best of the best. Uh, very inconsistent golfer on the PGA Tour side of things, but over in Europe and playing very well. So he's intriguing at 71. And then you mentioned Joseph Bramlett at 7K. I like that quite a bit. Uh, big time birdie guy. We talked about him when he kind of graduated from the Cohen Ferry Tour. This dude can make birdies in bunches. And yeah. at $7,000, big fan of that. So I have no, I got basically a punt play that can, he missed the cut, sure, be 7K. It's very possible. But he could, you would not be shocked if he's like 15 under come Sunday because he can do that big time. So no problem there at all. 6K range, you can make arguments for a large chunk of this range because, like I said, a lot of these guys might T20 by the end of the week. So, you know, Batia is going to be very popular. But what else do you like down here? Yeah, Vincent Whaley at uh, 6,900. He rates out well on my stats model. I mean, on my labs model, 23rd, 37th in his last two starts, which were the Safeway and Wyndham. Um uh, you know, Batea, like, like, or Ash K, Ak, Ak, whatever, whatever the fuck his name is, $6,900. Kevin's dude. Um, yeah, Kevin, Kevin's dude. That's what I thought the first time I saw him. I'm like, that's Kevin's dude. Finally made a fucking cut. Uh, ninth place at the Safeway. Before that, he missed every single cut since at least that, that I have. I know. Well, whatever. <laughs> Josh Teeter. Josh Teeter at 6,800. Um, he's played this course. You know, this will be his third time out here. Miscut 41st, so not great. Come off the miscut, the Safeway Open. Has hit it well, if you can just ever get the putter going. Ryan Brim uh, at 68. Uh, 35th here back in 2017 or 2018. Come off the miscut at the Safeway, 31st at the Wyndham. I like him. Um Swafford at 6,700, I think is playable. Ricky Barnes somehow rates out well on my labs mall here. Miscut and 60th in his two appearances at this golf tournament. Coming off a solid 23rd place finish after five consecutive miscuts on tour. <laughs> it's just fucking great. Michael Gillick at 6,500. Um, now, this is a guy that, like, I don't know if anybody will be on him, but 14th place at the Wyndham, I mean, at the Safeway, 59th Wyndham. 26th 3M. So that's three straight made cuts on for a guy who is 6,500 down here. Zach Sucher at 6,500. I mean, this guy, I know he's missed two cuts in a row on easy golf courses, but fucking 6,500 for Zach Sucher. You got to imagine the fishing's good around there because he's going to be fishing at practice rounds. So he's going to be happy. He's probably fishing during the round. Um, True. So, yeah, I mean, 6,500 for him, you know. I mean, there's, yeah, there's guys down here, dude. There's a ton of them. <laughs> Bill Haas is 6,500. Sean O'Hare is 6,500. Yep. Like, this is Matt Av- Matt Avery. Matt Avery. <laughs> Grayson Murray. You, Johnson you, Wagner. You can I'm go not saying two, play these guys, but. You can Sean go two. Ta- 
You wouldn't be shocked if these guys finish though. Like there, you, you could put two 10 K guys in a lineup. Like you can go Zalatoris and Hughes and go down here. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but I wouldn't be shocked either if it places pretty decently. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of uh, ca- guys I played in cash in fucking 2016 down in this range. Robert Streb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, 100%. Stefani, Wagner. Yep. Um, He's on my list. <laughs> I'm Tommy with Two Gloves. Dude, yep. I mean, what a – what a. Is Steven <laughs> Bowditch playing this week? I thought he should have been, but he's not. Oh, no, man, I wish he was, man. He'd fit right in down here. Oh, shit. Yep. He'd be having Mai Tais on the beach, getting ready to play some golf. Could you imagine him and uh, Suker just sitting there go- uh, fishing together after a practice round? I don't know if Bodo's a big fisherman. but No, but uh, he'll be drinking while he fishes. It'd be funny. Well, he might. And then, you know, <laughs> I'm sure he'd have fun. I, I, I feel like he played here a year or two ago. but Oh, he most likely did. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, I just named off half the field down there. So, <laughs> But it's like you said, these aren't all must plays, but just it's crazy the depth of it. And that's why like, Teeter stood out to me, but like guys like Chase Seifert, who we've played quite a bit, a uh, guy recently off the Corn Ferry in the last few years, um, but at the Wyndham, missed, he's missed three straight cuts, then fourth at the Workday Charity, shot 14 under, missed a couple cuts. Puerto Rico, he shot six under, made the cut. So 6,700, sure, in play. Uh, a couple of guys I do really, really like down here. 6,700 is Tim Wilkinson, uh, New Zealand. We've seen him play Barracuda at a 41st, 53rd at the 3M, 31st at the Charity, 20th at Puerto Rico, and even 25th at, at uh, Pebble. So lesser fields, plays very well. Uh, he can play the ocean very well also. So look at him. Uh, Marty Party Laird's only 6,600, and he's played well at this tournament. Like, he, he played well. At, and at small fields, he plays well. So – uh, Marty Laird at 66 stands out in a big way. You didn't even mention Karadek. I know he's playing horrible. He's 66. I didn't know he's in the field, man. Jeez. Yeah. I wouldn't play him, but I'm telling you, 66 for Karadek, a guy that legit used to be a top 50 player in the world. Not too yeah. far, not, not too long ago. <laughs> like, Three or four years ago now, but yeah. yeah. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other guys, like Karadek, I'm not playing, but going down farther, I like the Gillick call quite a bit. That's a good one, but. At 6,400, Rain Gibson out of Australia. We know the uh, Aussies like to play the uh, the ocean and the wind very well. 60th of the Barracuda, not great, but Rocket Morge, he shot 10 under. Puerto Rico, 27 for 10 under. So you can go to him at 64. I don't completely despise that one. Um, McCumber, oh, Stefani, I like a ton at 64. Big fan of him. I think that's just way too cheap for him. Tyler McCumber is a boomer bust guy, but this guy, can he's got length. If he gets it close, he's going to be having a field day because he can eagle the par fires with the best of them. We saw him, I can't remember which tournament it was, Jesse, where he came in as a, an alternate and he got paired with Tiger and Ty, and he was like eagling stuff. Like he was the, in the main feature group and no one knew who he was. He basically surfs on the side, drives a van around. Like this dude's wild. Shot 1100 at Puerto Rico. So 6,400, I could definitely get behind that. Uh, the other two that I had written down, and you mentioned a lot of other good ones, is uh, McNeil at 6,300, George McNeil, um, missed the cut of the Barracuda, but made the cut of 3M, Rocket Mortgage, Puerto Rico shot thir- uh, T35. So, again, another small field guy I don't completely hate. Back in a two- back in last September at Sanderson Farms, finished T6. So, he hasn't played many events on tour, if it tells you anything. But um, And then lastly, this one surprised me. This guy took over the uh, the Arizona tour, whatever that was called again. Forgot what the name of it was. That we that Our COVID Outlaw. tour. Um, what was it called? Outlaw. outlaw. Yeah, Outlaw, yes. He, he dominated the Outlaw Tour. His name's Alex Checa. He's $6,300. $6,300. He's made four, 
He's made six straight cuts and seven of eight from the records I have here on tour. Maybe not the best of finishes, but a cut-making machine at $6,300, don't hate it. But, yeah, lots of guys down here. I know it probably didn't help anybody out at all, but both, <laughs> both of us were just like, what in the world with the the, the player pool in 6K? A lot so, of nostalgia down there, man. Yeah, pretty much. That's why we kind of got giddy about it. It's a, We were moving around too quickly in the podcast. We had to have a little fun with it there. But um, let's recap real quick. 10K range, who's your number one pick? Uh, Zalatoris. Yeah, that's a good. I'll go Mackenzie Hughes, but I, I think if, if he's low, if Zalatoris is low, and I'm with you on that, I'll uh, I'll jump on that one. See what happens. Nine uh, K range. Who's your top guy? McCarthy. I'll go Ventura. Eight K range. Who's your top guy? Uh, Schwab. Schwab's very good. I'll go. I'll go Stewart, but Stanley's close as well. I like that play. Uh, Seventy five hundred and above. Who's your top guy? Uh, Doug Gim. That's oh, a no. good one. That's okay, below seventy five hundred yeah. and above. <laughs> Will Gordon. I love Will Gordon. I'm going to go Oppenheim. So those two will be in all my lineups. And seventy five hundred to seven K. Doug Gim, huh? Doug Gim. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, just uh, I'll go Bramlett. That'll be my guy at seven K. And then give us two guys out of six K. Narrow it down. Uh, Vincent Whaley and uh, Ryan Brim and Mike Gillett. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Chase Seifert and Stefani, and I'll go Laird, Marty Party Laird at 66. But uh, lots of ways to go this week, obviously, as we said. So if you're starting a GPP lineup, actually, let's start with cash. Start a cash lineup. Where would you start this week? Uh, I'd start by uh, putting my money in like a savings account. <laughs> smart. Very smart. Um, but if I was playing cash, you know, I think. <sighs> Fuck. Um... <laughs> I mean, dude, like I no, want to say Grillo, but like, can you really? Will Gordon, uh, Ventura, you know, so maybe Ventura, Grillo, Gordon. I like all of that right there. I'm going to start with McCarthy, Stanley, Oppenheim. You throw Gordon and, and uh, Ventura in there. You probably almost have a cash line to put in stone for you. So uh, GPP, who are three guys you're starting out with? Um, Gillick, like I talked about earlier, uh, like him. Um, Sam Burns at ten thousand one hundred. I think he's, I think he's got a good chance to win. And then another guy. Uh, what about uh, Kevin's boy Ashk? Ashk Batia Batia Batia. That guy. Um, I'm gonna go with Zalatoris, Oppenheim, and Gordon. That's where I'm starting out. I want those guys badly. I know they're probably safer than that, but our Zalatoris, Oppenheim, Gordon, build from there. Now the fun one, like if, if you like to gamble on golf, you could have a lot of top 20 bets this week. You could have some goofy stuff going on. So I got Bovada open. Who do you like this week? What's I mean, like what's the odds on Burns? Burns is 18 to 1. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, he's 18 to 1. I think um, McCarthy. Like somebody like Chris Kirk. Kirk is 66. So that's, that's not bad. That's yeah. not bad. But guys like McCarthy's 33, Will Gordon's 50. If this tells you anything about DK pricing, okay? Will Gordon's 7,600 bucks. He's 50. Rob Oppenheim is 7,600 bucks. He's 100 to 1. There you go. So I like Oppenheim. I like Gordon. I like McCarthy. I think those guys are all pretty live. I'd be willing to play like a top 20 on Oppenheim, probably get some good payout on that too. Um, like Joseph Bramlin, 100 to 1. I wouldn't mind like a top 20 on him. 
there's a lot of top 20 bets I could play here and, and have a lot of fun this weekend, I think. Might be more fun than playing DraftKings, to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> just going to throw it out there. Just kind of pick apart this field and put some top 20s out there and have a field day. I'm with you. With all that said, Jesse, final words for the Corrales Punta Cana Championship. Uh, best of luck, man. Best of luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going to be a wild one. We'll be watching because that's what we do, and I'm looking forward to playing it. But uh, just know it's going to be really entertaining and probably really tilting at the same time. That's yep. just the way it's going to go because guys that should make the cut won't, and then they'll be like the 12 guys that we ran, we ran off that we didn't run off in the 6K range, they'll probably all make the cut and do something. Right. So all kinds of fun stuff there. But uh, if you have any questions, hit Jesse up on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Hit me up on Twitter at BD Intrick or come join us in the free fantasy sports DJ Slack chat. Come check all that stuff out. But uh, good luck this week. We'll catch you guys next time. But uh, the, this was the always pressing PGA DFS podcast previewing the Corrales Punta Cana Championship. Catch you guys later. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, friends. Are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, Kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.